Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com mother. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. Uh, and this is Dimity in Denver. And I think, um, gosh, it's 10 days after Ragnar at this point, Colorado Ragnar. And I think I'm finally caught up on my sleep. <laughs> I mean, or at least I'm 80% of the way there. My tank is mostly full. So um, it was epic, yeah, right? It, was quite a, it is quite an epic adventure, I have to say. I mean, it is, uh, you know, I called it a girl's weekend with a bunch of what miles thrown in and it really was that. And I, and I loved that and I needed that. And that just, you know, crazy laughter in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. of just stuff that just is just so hilarious to you. At, you know, the, we were, at the time, uh-huh. at, the then, time <laughs> at the time. And now, and even now, I mean, of course, when I run into um, my teammates, of course, we'll think it's funny again. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, just that kind of just really like nonsensical laughter and just bonding and just having a good time, you know, Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. and keeping your mind just focused on that task. You know, I mean, if you're on a girl's weekend for me, if you're on a girl's weekend where you're sitting at the beach and, you know, reading and just kind of doing some quiet stuff like that's good. But my mind is going to wander back to my family (laughs) and what I have to do and all that stuff. But if you are like I'm on a mission from to get from Copper Mountain to Snowmass, you know, and with, with, you know, 11 other women, like you really keep your mind in the present, you know? Um, Dimity, I'd like to point out that you might be the only person whose girlfriend's weekend just includes sitting on the beach and reading. Um, I think, I think some people it involves some alcohol. Well, maybe. you know what I mean, but you know, like during the day, you're not going to start drinking at, you know, 10 AM or maybe you are, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying, you know, but yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. it filled our days and it filled our minds. Mm-hmm. That's um, what, that, that's Charles in charge. That's Charles in charge. Um, <laughs> lyric. Do you know what that is? Oh, I do know that lyric. Yes. yes. Because, uh, because Jimmy Fallon riffs on it. I know. That's what I'm thinking. It's so funny because that's what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing the real song. Yeah. He's in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights. Yeah, so your your days and your days and nights, so it was um, the better part of two days and then one night, Dimity? Exactly. We started at um, nine in the morning on um, on a Friday morning. And then we ended at about around four on um, Saturday afternoon. Um, so the way that this one worked is we kind of did a backtrack. We started in Copper Mountain and then went east to Breckenridge. Um, and so those were, those were the first six segments. So I was in the first van. Each team, if you have 12 women on your team or 12 people on your team, you have two vans, you know, runners one through six, and then runners seven through 12 mm-hmm. um, are in two separate vans. Um And so my van went out to Breckenridge and came back to Copper, at which point we had the slap bracelet, which is 
how you know which one is running instead of passing a baton, you pass <laughs> a really, really sweaty strap race. Like the first time I got that, I'm like, this is grody. And we've only oh, had the, five runners touch it so far. But they're so, it's so satisfying when you get that good smack in the transition, you know, like yes. you, you straighten it out and then you get it just so and boom, and it just loops around the wrist. It's, it's just wonderfully oh. satisfying. Yeah. Exactly. I, um, and then we headed off to Snowmass. And so there were some really, really big climbs. I mean, I was really complaining about my first leg, which was about 800 feet over um, seven and a half miles. And um, I mean, I climbed for about four and a half, but you climb and you don't get any reward. And then you basically like, <laughs> it was either like false flats, like very minor climbing from then on or flat. There wasn't like, well, I get to go way up and then I get to go way down. <laughs> You're just going up or flat. So I was kind of complaining about that. Um, and then I saw some of the other legs um, that came on Saturday afternoon as we were climbing into snow mass. And I mean, my friend Becky, climbed almost a thousand feet over 10 miles. And oh. then Catherine, the last leg of this mother of a relay was 2000 feet of climbing Stop over it. eight and a half miles. Yes. Oh. And, and they basically made the runners go up, like uh-huh. up this mountain. And then you come down the snowmass hill. So, I mean, there were other more direct ways to get there, but Catherine, who is a rock star and um, just a very solid runner and athlete, mm-hmm. you know, came back. She's like, that is the most amazing thing I've ever done. And, you know, and she'd really, <laughs> she'd really studied the, um, the course map and she'd watched videos and stuff. So she kind of wow. knew what to expect, which I think helped a lot, you know, cause uh-huh. she knew that she climbed once and then, um, and then she wasn't done. And she said she passed a lot of people the second time because I think that they were a little bit defeated by the fact that they were still climbing. Mm-hmm. And then they got to come down through single track, which as we talked uh-huh. about on a podcast recently, I mean, that's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and you know, the, the Ragnar does a really good job of making the, every runner have, I, I wouldn't say like equal legs, but it's not mm-hmm. like you're, you're hit with like three very hard legs, like mm-hmm. at least in the Colorado Ragnar that we weren't, you know? Mm-hmm. So Catherine, her first leg was, you know, 2.8 miles on <laughs> flat ground, you know? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I mean, unfortunately she had to save all of her fuel for, you know, right. the end when she hasn't slept well and, and all mm-hmm. that, but it wasn't like she was doing that kind of effort three mm-hmm. times around. Time and time again, right? Yeah. Right. I just, I just, I can't believe when you, I remember, did, was it you tweeted something or you were like, oh, I just climbed at 10,000 feet. I'm like, what? Yes. I mean, I oh, just... it was a, that was a, yeah, that was coming back up into copper. So I got the leg back up into copper. And then my second leg was um, at, uh, was 8.8 miles in the middle of the night. And I, um, I, wrote about this, but I was really not interested so much in running it. <laughs> and it's hard to be the number six person in a van because everybody oh. goes before you. Right. And so you're like, Oh, I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And all my, all my teammates in my van had fairly short legs during the nighttime legs. I mean, I think one person had five and everyone else was around three. Oh and here I am this 8.8 waiting until, you know, 1230 <laughs> to run, which is, you know, my witching hour and um and no it's in the it's in the span of your witching hours i think your witching hour <laughs> starts at about 9 30 p.m and they go to about 5 30 a.m basically yeah. don't bug me during those times all right hey kids i'm off the clock it's 4 30 right. it's, it's not the witching hours it's the witching half the day <laughs> it's the witching 14 hours um 
Anyway, so um, I can't even remember what else. Oh, so I went out in the middle of the night and I just had a blast. Um, mm-hmm. but what, what was I talking about before? You were the- talking about having, you didn't like being uh, number six. Oh, yeah, number Did six. Oh, oh, the 10,000 feet because then. Mm, yeah, there we go. We got to keep going yes. back, 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 back. <laughs> back, back, back to way back. <laughs> um, I went back to, um, I can't remember what town I came into. I can't remember the name of it now, but the sign mm-hmm. said like, 6,700 feet. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Like I am back on like, you know, back into the thicker air. So um, I was very much uh, (laughs) loving life then. Meanwhile, 6,700 feet. I'm like, (gasps) just thinking about it. Because there were a lot of teams that came. I mean, there were some women from North Dakota, a team Mm. of women from Fargo. There were teams. I mean, someone else who was on the ultra noon team there, um, high noon, you know, she goes coming in from Oregon, Holly, and there was a couple, like our teammate was from California, like a lot of, Oh my I don't know how many people come in from out of state for Colorado. We can ask Tanner, our guest in a couple minutes, um, mm-hmm. how many people come in, but there were definitely some flatlanders. And I was like, wow, my hat is off to you because I mean, oh. I was struggling, but I'm, you know, I, I'm more or less acclimated to it. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I would have just been just get me an oxygen mask if I was doing that thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we finished well, my that leg, and then uh, my set. Our my van finished our second leg, and we went and slept at a high school. Which mm-hmm. I have to say, like, I was not expecting much, and it was really, I mean, nice in a mm-hmm. way. You know, it was. You had to take your shoes off to go in. You walked in. Mm-hmm. It was quiet as and all get out i mean there was not a mouse peeping you know santa santa could have delivered some stocking stuffers there um and uh yeah i mean i, and I did, the, did they have cots or did you were oh, you just no, on the no, no, floor no, I, just, I brought a sleeping bag i should have brought a sleeping pad but i wasn't sure we'd have room for it so i just had a sleeping bag i just laid mm-hmm. on my back um mm-hmm. And, you know i mean i rested i can't say that i really slept but it was nice to stretch out and to be indoors yeah, and to be indoors and and to just stretch out and just kind of just chill out was really nice. So we had about and have two flushing hours. toilets. Uh-huh. Flushing toilets were nice. You have a place mm-hmm. to brush your teeth if you wanted mm-hmm. to. They had showers. If for you a wanted to, hours. it wasn't obligatory. <laughs> did, I didn't. Did you... <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, that was that was one of our very funny moments. Was you know somebody um, when I wrote that Ragnar packing list, um, someone suggested wisps, which I'd never heard of before. Oh, uh huh. Yep, I know what those are. Yeah, it's really cool. fun just to say wisps, wisps. <laughs> um, and so, of course, like you know, the, and so then I went up to my King Supers, and they were ten for ten dollars, and there's four in a pack. So I brought oh. like three packs for three bucks. I'm like, oh, I, got, I just got twelve wisps for three dollars. <laughs> and um, so I, uh, so those were just kind of. I mean, that was we were. So tell people what wisps are then. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the wisps. I mean, they're they're like little mini toothbrushes, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they're all mm-hmm. in one. They have a little dollop of. Mm-hmm. toothpaste in the middle and then mm-hmm. they have a you know a toothbrush and then on the end it's about a, it's a little longer than a toothpick and on the mm-hmm. end is actually a pick so it's not quite mm-hmm. floss but you can get you know mm-hmm. the quinoa or other various detritus that is stuck wedged in between the gaps in your teeth out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it was just it was, it was fun and so yeah so we were whisping in the middle of the night and of course that was just <laughs> hilarious um you got all wispy i got all wispy yeah <laughs> Um, and then our last, my last leg, which I know you're all on, you know, just oh, tell breath. us, tell us. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, yes. It was, uh, it was three miles. So that was, um, it was still hard though. I mean, after I finished that second leg, I was like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm done. You know, I kept 
kind of having this like, I'm done, I'm done mentality, which, <laughs> you know, three miles, I still, I still had to go, you know, almost half an hour to it's get that done. That, that I'm done mentality served you well in the Iron Man. So you're like, oh, I'll pack it for my Ragnar. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it all, it was really, I mean, and then, I mean, you know, when we were just on this high, you get to the finish line and you, you know, they, so they're, all the runners are coming down a ski hill, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of doing this S kind of back and forth thing coming down the ski hill and their teammates go up and make tunnels for them to run under. Tunnel, uh, tunnel, tunnel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It was really fun. And, um, and you know, we had our cowbells and I made, we made good friends with this, um, man named Omar, um, who, you know, at one point I'm like, Omar, are you trying to pick us up? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. You're so slick. Are you, are you trying to hit on me? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, he's this little, it was very, I mean, he was very cute, like cute as in like a darling. Yeah. Uh Darling. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was just to have, you know, because you end up running, you know, running again, running into the same people again and again. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I gave Omar our camera. Omar was from Minnesota too. So that's, mm-hmm. that also, um, endeared me to him. Uh-huh. So, so you gave him a camera, but not your number, right? <laughs> number. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I had Omar take pictures of us in our, you know, our tough girl tutus, which were awesome. Those hot pink, which everybody has seen if they've read a blog post, um, from me in the last two weeks, uh, <laughs> coming down the hill. And it was just, it was great. It was just it's hard to put into words, but it was just a really refreshing, rejuvenating weekend. Nice. Freshing, re- rejuvenating, and totally exhausting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oddly and oddly exhausting. So, uh, And there's a party at the end, right? There is. I mean, you know, they have a couple tents. Like the noon tent was there, and there were some other um, vendors there. Um, there's a free beer. So, yeah, so on, your, on the Colorado one, I don't know that they do this everywhere, but the Colorado bib had a ticket for a free beer and a ticket for a free truffle. So that was like, I'm running for beer and I'm running for a truffle. Um, for, a tr- for a chocolate truffle? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Versus or a chocolate Virginia. bar. Um, we actually could either have a chocolate bar or a chocolate truffle from the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. It's no best <laughs> village. So, um, Versus the type of truffles that we have here in Oregon, which pigs, you know, route around for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, there's nothing gourmet about it except for pure sugar. It was really good. Um, mm-hmm. so you get that and they, yeah, they, they have music going and stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, there wasn't, um, it wasn't like you were dancing and, you know, you kind of just, everyone kind of hung out in their teams and chatted oh. a little bit, but, um, but it was, it was, you know, at that point, I mean, it took us 31 plus hours. So at that point you're kind of ready to mm-hmm. shower and, and what was the, it. what was the, uh, was it about 200 miles roughly? It was 193. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 193 roughly. Um, mm-hmm. and I was so mad. I'll, uh, then I'll stop talking about it, but my Leanne was in my team, was in my van and she was also my roommate. We spent the night in copper on Thursday night. And then in snow mass <laughs> at the West End, we treated ourselves there at a great rate, um, for the Ragnar runners. And I mean, I could have stayed in that bed all day long on Sunday. <laughs> it was really hard to, to rally and get up and come home. Um, but, uh, but Leanne, I was, cause you know, we came in, we pulled into snow mass at like, I don't know, around 11 or something in the morning. And then we were waiting for the second half, you know, of our team to, to finish their, their last runs. And, um, 
And I was like, nobody on sa- shower. On Saturday. On Saturday. On Saturday. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. On Saturday. Yes. And I was like, nobody shower. Like, that is my only rule. I was, you know, I wasn't very controlling about certain things, but I was like, I don't want like half of our team to look like all like, woo, look at me. I'm all like styly and nice. And the uh-huh. other half to look like they've just, you know, rolled down the mountain, you know? Uh-huh. Right. Um, and, and I took a nap um, while we were waiting for the other team and Leanne showered the little I'd, bugger. I, I sensed that. I was like, oh, someone was like, you know what, Dimity? You're not the boss of me. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I've wanted, I've so wanted to say it, but I never have. <laughs> yeah. She put her tutu on. And, I mean, she put everything back on, but her hair was all, you know, like perfectly pulled back in a bar red and like all layered and pretty. And everyone else is in like, you know, a sweaty baseball hat or a bad, you know, uh, bandana or whatever. I mean, it was fine, but it was, you know, I was just giving her grief about it. So I have to continue to do that. Right. Exactly. So you have to keep harping on her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, we are excited to have um, as our guest today, Tanner Bell, who is a dad of three, and um, his wife is a mother runner. She runs Ragnar Relays, and Tanner um, is one of the two co-founders of the Ragnar series, which is a 15-race series of, if you haven't figured it out, team running events that um, usually cover about the same distance yours did, Dim, about roughly about 200 um miles and it started with a relay race in the Wasatch Mountains of Utah. So we're going to take a quick break, but then let's talk to Tanner. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. I've really been enjoying listening to audiobooks not just while I run, but also when I've been needlepointing, which I just admitted on our website recently is my other hobby. So don't just limit yourself to listening to them when you're running, but also maybe while you're cooking or folding laundry or doing your craft. So for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash mother. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash mother. So thanks for joining us, Tanner. We're excited to talk about the Ragnar Relay with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to to chat with you guys. Good. So so let's um, start with how many relay races you've run. Oh, geez. You start with a hard <laughs> question. Let's see. Uh, it's somewhere between, gosh, uh, probably about 10. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. 10? You know, yeah. Does that sound like a lot or a little? I'm really <laughs> disappointed. 10? <laughs> That's it. Well, you have a 15 race. Seriously, you haven't even run them all. I have not even run them all. You know, I didn't even I couldn't even run our races until like year six of 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 being in in existence because we were so small. I was at every race. I mean, we run every race we put on. We just don't run it with you. We put it on for you. Yeah, exactly. It's a different yeah. kind of running. And I assume it's a much more taxing kind of running, actually. I mean, because I was reading it takes, what, five days of preparation to put on a race? Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty significant. You know, it's um it's 200 mile point to point generally. So, it, you know, the average is 30 cities, uh, five jurisdiction, five, you know, uh, jurisdictions of Department of Transportation, each police in each jurisdiction. I mean, it's and then on top of all the permitting, it's just all of the, you know, getting the cones out, getting the directional signs 
hands out. It's a, it's a pretty mammoth undertaking. A lot of our, um, we have SWAT volunteers. We call them the sweaty, wet, and tired crew. And they're <laughs> the, the crew that comes out and, and helps us put on the race. They, they'll, you know, people we trust that travel out from different parts of the nation. And, um, and generally they're runners and that's how they've gotten on the SWAT crew. And almost to a, to a, to a person, they all say that it's harder to put on the race than run the race. So. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, so out of those 10, well, what's your favorite? Uh, you know, it's hard. The, I mean, certainly my favorite is the original. We started um, the Wasatch Back is just this fantastic course that is really in, 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 you know, my backyard is in our backyard where we're based. We're based in, um, in, in Salt Lake City, Utah. And um, so our first race is, is of course my favorite and it really is fantastic. I, I take it for granted, but it starts in, um, Logan, which is a, a, a small town North of Salt Lake city. And then from Logan, it runs along the backside of the Wasatch mountains, runs through, um, runs over a, a mountain pass called, um, Avon pass. It's just dirt road. And in, in June, the, the, the wildflowers are just phenomenal. And you run over this mm. dirt road and, into um, Snow Basin, which was the, the Olympic venue for the downhill in 2002. And then you run, um, you run just kind of stay along these back roads along the backside of the Wasatch Mountains and then run over the Ragnar Leg, which is the hardest leg on the course. It's basically the backside of Deer Valley Ski Resort, and then you end in Park City. So, wow. yeah. So it's pretty amazing. That's my favorite because it was the first, you know, my – my other favorites, Florida Keys is just incredible. Um, you know, well, that so, one starts in Miami and ends in Key West. Napa what, is actually. What is, wait, go, hold on for one second because we were talking a lot. <laughs> we, we ran, uh, I ran Colorado Ragnar a couple weekends ago with some girlfriends and yeah. we were talking a lot about, um, you know, making a destination race out of it next time. And, uh, and the Florida Keys, we were like, I think it's just going to be flat and straight. I mean, tell <laughs> us about that course. <laughs> I hope I hope that's not accurate. I hope I haven't you know, thrown you under the bus, but well, what's, what's it's, great it's, about it? It's 50% accurate. It is flat for sure. Okay. It is incredibly flat. Um, <laughs> in fact, we our sponsor, one of our sponsors, Sunto, uh, Sunto Timing, they – do uh, they have a flag for the the highest point on each course, and we put a flag at the highest point on each course, and the highest point is like a bridge, you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bridge over the water. So that one's incredibly flat, but you know, it's just an incredible race because you're running over water, you run over the over the sea highway, um, and you finish in Key West, and so it's it's magical in that it's not as I mean, there's certainly some straight points, but it's not as straight as you think when you drive it, um, and you're over water and you finish at a beach and the finish line is kind of this magical it's kind of what you would expect a key west finish line to be right i mean just really great friends it's right on the beach you got a you know bar right there and people are just hanging out having a good time and the cool thing about that one is most of the people are it's a destination race for a lot of people so they stay for three or four days and so the people you see along the course and people you make friends with along the course are the people you hang out with for two or three days after and go snorkeling with or, or whatever you do. So oh, fun. it's magical oh, fun. that way. Yeah. Oh, very nice. So I think we need to back up though. And so for the listeners who really have no clue what a running relay is, and maybe we're a little baffled by Dimity's description of it, like <laughs> how, how would you describe a Ragnar relay to, to somebody who just is completely in the dark about them? 
Yeah, so um, Ragnar, each Ragnar is roughly a 200-mile course. Um, so, and it's, and it's, it's, but you run it relay style. So it's 12 people on a team, or if you want to get in more miles, it's six people on a team. But generally, 12 people on a team, each person runs three legs, and each league is an average of five, five-ish miles. So that means you run an average about 15 miles total. Um, everybody runs, you run in, re, in order, um, relay style. So you run your first leg sometime during the day on a Friday. You run your second leg sometime at night, either Friday night or Saturday early morning. And then you, you run your last leg um, on Saturday day. And then, um, and, uh, yeah, so, and then you finish. Um, so it's, it's this overnight adventure, um, kind of this magical overnight adventure where the most amazing thing about it is it's very accessible to all skill levels. So you, you know, if you train for it, you can have a very, you know, ultra runner, a hardcore runner on the same team as, as really a beginner. And you can assign that beginner the, the, a different set of legs and you can both push, push, push each other, um, uh, or push yourselves to, to your limit and really have a good time. So that's, you know, it's, it's a really amazing experience. And the um, and that you're all in vans, so that when you're not running, you're sitting in a van and or cheering on your. That's teammates. right. Yeah. So you put six people in one vehicle, and you put six people in the other, and then the vehicles leapfrog each other. So every six, there's designated exchange points. So runner one leaves the start line and and then ends. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. 
at exchange one where they pass off to runner two. And then the van kind of just bounces, just picks up one runner, drops off the next runner, and then goes to the next exchange point. And then the vans meet every six exchange every the sixth exchange point is what we call a major exchange where the one runner passes off to another and then the new van starts and then those vans keep going. So Yeah. I was just bemoaning in the in the introduction, I was bemoaning, I was runner six in Ragnar, Colorado, and it's a little um <laughs> it's enervating sometimes just to sit in the van, you know, because I was you know, I was waiting for five hours or so to run, you know, my yeah. first leg. But yeah. the good news is that I always got to come in and all eleven of my teammates were there because that's <laughs> where the vans went off. So I kind of felt, you know, you feel a little bit like a rock star. Like yeah. the payoff you have to wait, but then you get, you know, this great welcome. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think that's I mean that I hadn't thought about runner six like that, but one of the things that's so great um about Ragnar is is it's really one of the only events, running events I know of that brings the, a real team aspect into running. It's something you can't do. Generally, people can't run 200 miles on their own. But running it with friends, <laughs> accomplishing something. Oh, you might not be able to, Tanner. Yeah, but. Um, yeah. I mean, even the ultra teams, I got to say, like there, is a, there was a big difference in like the mentality of the ultras oh, yeah. versus like, you know, us in our tutus, like bringing <laughs> our cowbells and handing out zucchini bread to the volunteers. I mean, we were just having a party <laughs> out there you know where i mean we had a we were we were one of the noon teams and the other noon team was a um was an ultra team and just uh-huh. you know they were very friendly and, and nice and not as hardcore as i'm making them out to sound but um <laughs> you know they only have a little bit of time and then they're running again you know i mean yeah. it's all about recovery get off your feet change your clothes go again you know it's not yeah. it's not quite you know, so where are we going to eat? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's definitely different. I mean, I, I think 80% of our runners or 90% even are, are out there to wear tutus and give out zucchini bread. I mean, they're out there for the experience <laughs> and to have fun and to push themselves, but they're not really about, you know, first, second or third place. But the ultra teams, it's definitely a different experience. They, they have to push themselves. It's, it's, a, it's a significant amount, amount of mileage. Don't ask me how many ultra teams I've run on. That would be how, how many have you run on? Well, you got to You just walked right into that one. Sorry. Big, big fat goose egg on that one. All right. All right. I haven't, like, done, any, like I haven't done any more. ultras. I've talked a lot about it, but, uh, but I haven't ever done it. <laughs> you talk the talk, but you don't That's right. walk the walk. That's yeah. right. Well, and what I loved the most was um, just the, the creativity that people put into their team names and their vans. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the rag narwhals, we, we were around them for a while. And like the narwhals, like what an odd animal, but I love it, you know, and they wore little yeah. unicorn things on their head. And I mean, so, yeah. so what are some of your favorite costumes or team names that you've kind of seen over the years oh man um the xena road warriors is probably one of my favorites uh those ladies are committed to their costume and <laughs> and they run in you know the patent leather xena road Warrior. i mean all of them all of them they, it's like a requirement you cannot run on that team if you aren't going to run in like the patent leather like xena outfit <laughs> Wow. Um, so that what, one. What race that are one, they at? Do you know? They're they're Wasatch back mostly. Our Utah race. They're mostly okay. um, a Wasatch back race. Um, and then we've had uh, uh, Lord of the Ragnar, which was a full <laughs> with a like full another team that required basically you cannot run on this team unless you're willing to be a character in Lord of the Rings. And they went <laughs> and they went to the effort to actually choreograph. A battle scene at the finish line 
And so uh, we played the Lord of the Rings soundtrack at the finish line, and they had this whole choreographed battle where Frodo ended up, you know, defeating everybody, and he was the Lord of the Ragnar. I mean, really amazing stuff. Pretty, pretty funny. Wow. my original intent, um, Tanner, to give you a hard time because we were really trying to win the best costume. I mean, we wore some cute tutus. We looked really good out there. And when we got, when we passed people, people got really mad that we were, um, <laughs> you know, they were being passed by a, a girl, as they call us, um, in a pink tutu. Um, uh-huh. But then I saw some of the costumes at the finish line. I was like, oh. And <laughs> so we didn't win. We didn't win. Um, but that's okay. We still had a good time. My other, but, if, my other... but if you could rig it for us for DC, we're going to have will. the same tutus. Okay, thanks. thanks. You got it. <laughs> okay. Rig. Okay. Consider it rigged. <laughs> I, uh, we had one called the Scipio Hog Collars. Scipio is a, a little town in Utah. Um, and man, these guys were amazing too. They, uh, dressed up like rednecks and made (laughs) and fashioned homemade instruments and then figured out how to play a song from those instruments. No way. Yeah. It was was crazy. Anyway. So those are like, yeah, those are the committed, but, but you know, any, anything goes right. I mean, that's a great thing is you, if you want to wear a costume, great. If you, if you want to be a narwhal, why not? And if you don't, then just run and have fun. That's, you know, that's what it's all about. It, it is yeah. really fun. I mean, because we also brought someone. I did a, a packing list, and, and we asked our tribe for um, suggestions of like what we needed. And they're like, "Oh, definitely bring a spray bottle to get people, you know, because it gets hot during those some of those daytime legs." And I'm like, and so I brought it out. We got a spray bottle. <laughs> I brought it out. I'm like, I don't know if I should. I mean, it's, it's, it feels a little <laughs> intrusive. And I did the first one. And the guy was like, "That is the best thing ever," <laughs> you know. And like everybody was like, "Thank." thank you and like and of course they remembered us because our pink tutus they're like you're the water girls thank you so much so it's just this great atmosphere it's it's very party like which i love yeah it's very supportive and very very accessible so the other thing um we should mention for your listeners is we we have a series of um trail relays i don't know if you guys have yeah yeah yeah. we were asked about that that uh, i was like curious how they differ like both in format and feel from the road ragnars yeah they're really we're really excited about it it's um it's it's the first year so we've had six races um this year and um well we've had four races so far six and we just announced um we just announced uh two more um so we'll have one in atlanta and one at snowmass in colorado but they're eight person teams um, and instead of getting in a van and driving, you have a campsite. Um, and so what it is, is it's three uh, trail loops that start and end in a central location we call Ragnar Village. And so when you get to Ragnar Village, you set up your team tent, and your tent is kind of your van. That's where you put up your decorations. You know, uh, at, at, um, at, you know we've had some great ones. The one I remember right away is like the Tiki Bar tent at one of the races and and so they set up their tents and then you take turns rotating through the eight runners and you run all three legs and then when everybody's run all three legs then you're done and it's same format it takes a little bit less time so instead of taking 24 hours it takes an average of about 17 but you start on a friday afternoon and you end on a saturday um, morning and the vibe is really cool it's like a it's different for sure um it's different in format, but the um, but the, the the same Ragnar magic is there. You know, it's uh, sure. it's kind of this camping trip um, for trail runners, and it's been really fun. I mean, I think we have fifty percent, fifty to seventy five percent of the people that do it are brand new to trail running. So it's mm. it's some that was kind of our goal was you know we're 
we have a lot of trail runners at Ragnar, and that was something that we really wanted to share with people. Um, and we're excited to yeah. do it. So, so yeah, we didn't. Didn't we? Was it Adam Chase who had done one? Didn't we talk to somebody? He's done a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's done yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was. Uh, we just. Uh, he's a another writer, and we were. Um, talking to him recently, um, and he was just raving about it, saying how much fun it was. Yeah, so. he's yeah he's been great. He's a Solomon athlete, and Solomon is the presenting sponsor, and they've been an incredible partner for us, helping us, you know, helping to get people. I mean, they do shoe samples all throughout the event, so you can sample different shoes, and yeah. people will they'll have trainers to help people train. It's really great. So. Oh wow, wow! And then, how do you choose the relay lo- locations? Like, what elements make a Ragnar great? Uh, that's a good question. We start um, we start with sort of population areas. You know, it's kind of how many people, and then does it have an active population, right? Not just mm-hmm. does it have a lot of people, but does it have a lot of people that run <laughs> um, or that are active? Um, and then those are kind of like the first two things we get through. And then from there, it's really about can we find an incredible course? Um, we we really focus on on the, on the courses having a story, having a reason to be there, having a start and a finish, and the in between being inspiring. So whether it's you know each of our courses have just this incredible story, whether it's Florida Keys that we talked about, or or sometimes we didn't talk about. You know, Great River is our Minnesota uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin race, and it's just this incredible course that runs along the Mississippi River. And, you know, there are little saloons along the way that put out signs that say, you know, free beer for anybody running to uh, Minnesota, which is terrifying because you're not really supposed to drink during the race because you're driving. (laughs) But still a nice sentiment, right? Um, (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Sorry, sorry, that was me stepping on a plate. Sorry. (laughs) Are you doing your dishes? Yeah, yeah, say that again. Say that again. So say the nice sentiment sentiment part again because that was good. I have. Oh, yeah. I just said, uh, but it's a nice sentiment that uh, mm-hmm. that they're out there offering free beer, even though you're not allowed to drink during the race because you're supposed to be driving. Um, but yeah, so we look for incredible places for people to run. And, and our goal is generally for the locals to run the race and then come to us after and say, you know what? I never knew that that, that was there. It's in my backyard and I never knew that was there. And for the most, I think all of our races accomplished that. I mean, you know, our, our Northwest Passage is one of the gems it's uh, it's yeah. in washington state it's one of the gems that people don't quite know about it's not as maybe popular or as well known as florida keys or napa but i mean that race is oh, i mean that's so funny that's the i mean i live in portland oregon so um i hear a lot about that and i just think that one sounds the word you keep saying sounds so magical yeah um yeah. and just i can imagine how beautiful it is with probably water vistas and and towering trees and you know yeah pine forests and things yeah Yeah. and i think you know we we provide this i mean for what we do with the courses is is provide an incredible place for people to run but it's really kind of just the it's kind of the canvas but it's you know it's the participants out there it's the the norwals and the tutus and the lord of the ragnars that really make it what it is we just we just try to give a, a event venue for people to to kind of let their Ragnarian out, right? <laughs> well, so um, so, so Tana, this is really hard hitting journalism now. So um, I want an accurate answer here. Sure. How many um, how many times do people go off course during a Ragnar? We had one small <laughs> episode in our Colorado team, and I have to say before before you answer that, you have this great policy. You have to do a little. You go in and show that you got you know your reflective vests and your blinking lights and your headlamps, yeah. and you have to listen to a safety seminar, which was very helpful and kind of cleared up any questions. And one of the things I thought was so helpful was that 
Um, the woman who was leading ours says you touch the sign and then you turn. So like if there's a left-hand sign, you don't take the left when you see the sign. You have to touch it and go, either, you know, take a left there or go a little past it, yeah. um, which I, you know, like that just was like so logical. Um, yeah. Still, we had some issues though. So, I mean, how, how often does it happen and have you ever lost a runner? <laughs> I mean, there aren't people that are still running that we haven't found, if that's <laughs> um, But no, you know, that's part, I mean, I don't, I don't. Uh, I think that's part of the, the uniqueness of the event is it is kind of that is part of the adventure. So I I mean, we mark our courses incredibly well. And I, I'll, do, I take a do. lot of pride in say, that. Yeah, but, I, mean, I was impressed with that. But there, I mean, there's, there's always going to be, you know, exactly. a little bit of ambiguity. Yes, totally. And that's and and either ambiguity in and in, in whatever. And so absolutely people there are people that get off track and we've got pretty great systems for getting for tracking people down um, in terms of, you know, after 10 years of doing this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we have a few people that get lost at every race um, and it's generally sort of just part of the experience. Most of the time people will find people find their way back before we find them. Um but it's but for the most part, what's surprising about it, I guess, is that it's a lot, a lot of times we'll get reports that there's a sign missing, and most of the time, I would say seventy percent of the time, people are just in go mode. You know, they're just running, they're in the zone, and they run. I mean, I've done it. I've run literally. I I remember seeing a guy turn left up ahead of me. And I was so focused, I just ran right by the left-hand turn sign. <laughs> and, you know, the, the founder, I mean, the founder was running. I can't remember what race it was, but founder was running. And I ran right by our sign. And a van had to come grab me and turn me around. It was just because I was in the zone. <laughs> so it's not, you know, it's part of the adventure. I kind of tell people, yeah, you know, you might get lost. There's a, there's a, there's a chance you get lost. But it's just part of, just part of Ragnar. It, yeah, it's part yeah, of, yeah. It, Ragnar's kind of this beautiful... We used to get an award for the beautiful disaster and uh, the beautiful disaster or for the team that just like everything went wrong and it created like a beautiful experience. And, and that's kind of in a way what Ragnar is. It's like you're going to get a flat tire. You're you know, you're you, you might eat like you make the mistake of, uh, you know, I don't know, eating wings right before you run. You, <laughs> but but all of this like craziness, like sleeping on gym floors and, you know, not taking a shower and being in a stinky van, all of that just like adds up to like this incredible experience that you just that you can't explain to people until you run it. You know, that's what I, 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 I likened it when I did my my Colorado recap. I likened it to like summer camp. Like yeah. it's terribly hilarious and funny <laughs> to all the people who have been there, but you try to come home and explain it and you're like, um, yeah, this one time at band camp, like not so funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, like, oh, yeah. that stinky van sounds incredible, guys. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, um, we won't keep you for too much longer, but okay. So we want your three top tips you'd give to first time Ragnarians. Oh, that's great. Three first-time tips. I would say um, one would be um, to, I would say, to get a co-captain. Get a co-captain to help you put together your team and to manage the team. That's the first tip. So it's Uh, not one person doing it all. Exactly. Because the captain takes on a lot of responsibility. And so if you have a co-captain, then each of you, you know, only have to find five more runners each. That's, and that just makes it a lot easier than having to find 11 more runners. Right. So, um, I think co-captain is one, is one, I would say, 
the, the it's it feels um, it feels like there's a lot of moving parts the first time you do it, but after you do it, you're like, eh, that's like easy. You just come back. You don't even like you know you don't worry about it that much the second time. So I would just say take it in stride, and and then the third one is is embrace the embrace the 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 wrong turns, you know, embrace the beautiful disaster. Yeah. Embrace the beautiful disaster and just love it, you know, take it for what it is because it's the teams that are out there that, that aren't like, I think the teams that get the most out of it are the ones that aren't like, Oh my gosh, we got to like stick to this thing and we got to do this. It's like, it's like, what are the, what's the best vacation you had? The one that was scheduled out to a T or the one where you like went with the flow and like had these incredible organic experiences. That's what Ragnar is to me is just going with the flow letting it just happen to you and, and accomplishing something together you never could have done on your own. So was that three? That is three, but, but do you have a PS? Because we saw one interview with you about um, having to fish a lost cell phone out of a porta potty Is there something which, you want which to do? I, I have to say that is, I have a sincere phobia about that. When I go into, I just went into a porta potty I forget where I was. It was over the, oh, it was at a soccer game. I specifically handed my phone off to my older daughter and I'm like, hold on to this. Don't stand anywhere near this porta potty as you hold this. So. Oh man, that's the so, worst story ever. So, uh, so we need to hear it then. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so one of our, it's actually an employee. Um, one of our um, employees was working a race and, um, and, you know, we cover a lot of distance and we're spread out because it's a 200 mile course. And so we kind of try to stay separated from each other so that if there's an issue, a, a, you know, a turned cone or a sign that got knocked down or something, we can be spread out and kind of hit it very quickly. And so he, and so we have to be in really good communication. And so it's vital that we have phone contact and he went into the porta potty and, um, and I don't remember how, but ended up dropping his phone into the porta potty. So then he had to go back to his car to find something to fish it out. And oh. he, he had this, like, I can't even remember some pole or something he got out of his car and he somehow fished it out and like had it and he had a and he had a flashlight so people are hearing him like outside the porta potty like all this rumbling him like kind of like jabbing it against the side of the wall and scooting it up the side of the wall until he can get it and then he had to wash it out this is so gross so then he had to wash it off and then he had to put it in the dry and then he had to put it in the air conditioner so that it would like dry off so that he could use it because you can't be out of contact during Ragnar and use it for the rest of the race. Uh, that, so, did, did he get the beautiful, you know, disaster? The award? beautiful disaster. Yeah, he got the stinky disaster. He got the employee uh, of the year award. That's right. Yeah, no, he's great. And uh, yeah, moral of the story: don't drop your, just don't take your cell phone into the porta potty. That's yeah. The best I think that's. There. I think that's a tip we're looking for right there. Yeah. No yeah. digital. That's a ta- yeah, that's a takeaway from that story. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, we are just so looking forward to uh, running from Cumberland, Maryland to Washington, D.C. in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a yeah. great not- that's a great one. I love I love that race. The scenery. I mean, starting Cumberland is just awesome. I love that race. It's a great one. You'll have a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Crossing the Appalachian Trail and going up and over those mountains and it's going to be good times. So, yeah. um, so thanks for joining us, Tanner. Thank you for having me. We'll look forward to seeing you at a couple more races. Sounds okay, great. Good. Thanks, Tanner. Great. Thanks. Okay, so I don't care how fast 
Hakeem Dimity runs in D.C., it can take us, you know, till the last second before they shut the course down. But mm-hmm. the only controlling rule I'm going to have is no, no phones in the porta potty, <laughs> <laughs> or tie, or it's going to be like those mittens that you had back in the day, you know, that have the Velcro attachment yeah. to them. So sure, sure. Or, the, the, or maybe, the maybe um, if people take it in, maybe they tuck it in their bra. They um, don't even take something. it in. I just think that is just asking. It is for also. A it is asking for disaster. <laughs> and you know it's going to be me. You know, like I'm going to be like 3 a.m., like a little strung out. I'll be like, oh, I'll just put in my bra. And then, I, of course, I have nothing in my bra to keep the bra tight. And I'll, you know, bend over to wipe or something. And there it goes. Oh, geez. Oh, good times await oh, good us times. in good Maryland. Um, but we are going to have, actually, speaking of good times, we are going to have a preview of our teams up. If you're listening to this on Sunday, um, mm-hmm. Team Sarah is going to be a lineup on Monday. Your mm-hmm. um, eleven. So your your name, your official name in Ragnar is Team Sarah, but you are AKA Badass Mother Runners. That's mm-hmm. that's how we're going to decorate your vans. Mm-hmm. You're up yep. on Monday, um, and then mm-hmm. Team Dimity, AKA are my kids still chasing me, or it could mm-hmm. be our our kids still chasing us. I can't decide. Um, oh, I know you can't. Yes, but they're they're so people know they're, they're those are two of our shirts that we sell at our online store. Yeah, oh. and so and we'll be and my team will be up on Tuesday, and then we will um, have a massive recap after the race, which is mm-hmm. when Sarah. It is October. Um, uh, Oh, you've got me on the spot. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it is fourth and fifth. Fourth and fifth. Okay, so that's October fourth. So oh, I see why you're asking me because you never know race dates. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, because our uh, DC party is October second, which is a Wednesday. Thus, that makes the third a Thursday. Yes, I stand firm. October fourth and fifth, we are racing from Cumberland, Maryland, to Washington <laughs> DC, and then the post race reports will be after that. And oh, people should follow us on Twitter because we'll be. I I suspect we'll be tweeting a little bit. Yes, give, um, let's give all. Three of our handles we've got um i'm at dimity i'll spell that for you d-i-m-i-t-y on the run at dimity on the run uh-huh, and i'm at sbs on the run uh, as in sarah bowen shea on the run <laughs> and then our joint handle is at the mother runner yeah so it's gonna yeah. be uh good times and uh and hopefully no lost um phones of any sort in or any lost place. people <laughs> yeah yeah taking that wrong left turn Screw i suddenly thought <laughs> let's not lose anybody <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that that put a, that struck a little fear in me i'm like oh wait there's not volunteers like pointing like turn here turn here no there, so, aren't. there aren't because it's such a big course so maybe they, they weren't in colorado but they did have at the nighttime runs they had signs out and they had blinking lights on the signs oh, i mean i like that yeah because then i was thinking like, wait am i supposed to see thing? an air that's not yeah. that doesn't you know if you're like a typical mother runner you don't get in that zone <laughs> <laughs> well i just i just there. worried because i thought you know I'm, I'm thinking maybe they mark things with chalk or paint on the pavement and i was like oh it's gonna be dark i might not see that on the no, pavement so i'm no. glad to hear there's they a have, blinking light i mean yeah the sign comes up the signs come up too i mean they're big blue signs you know they're mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. wide i mean i'm sorry they're kind of tall and narrow and i mean they almost come up to my hips i want to say i mean they're definitely tall and then they have a, a blinking light on them and i oh, mean okay. you see them from far away like i thought it was a runner you know when i was supposed <laughs> to take a left and then you get closer and closer and you realize oh dang it i'm not getting close to that person i'm just gonna <laughs> oh, hang like yeah i'm up another roadkill coming up <laughs> exactly. oh no that's just a blinking light on a sign <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. All right. Well, if you want more of us, we are on Facebook at Run Like a Mother the Book. Our website where we write about all this good stuff is anothermotherrunner.com. As we said, our Twitter handle is at the Mother Runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, are now available on our own site in our online store. And uh, whether you're in a relay race or just out there running by yourself, many happy miles. Happy miles.